Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 104, and it's titled The Truth About Semen Retention. So we've been holding this one for a long time. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, but you know, this, this is a subject that comes up pretty frequently. Uh, some people call it semen retention. There's a bunch of other names for it. But uh, it was definitely time that we dedicated a whole episode to this because in the last couple of years, there's been a whole bunch of movements that have popped up around this. And that has led to a lot of guys having questions about what is it? How do you do it? Should I be doing it? Is it good? Is it bad? All of that. Mm -hmm. So basically, in the context of sex, semen retention means choosing, choosing, that's a really important word, not to ejaculate every time you have sex, uh, to retain and harness that energy so that you can use it to create anything that you want in your life. And there are two very important concepts in this one sentence that I just read, which is choosing, and it's also having sex. It doesn't mean you're not having sex, and we'll talk more about that. Oh, we will get to that. I know. <laughs> but before we get started, let's give a big Big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. If you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men, whether you want to have harder erections, last longer in bed, or uh, increase your sexual skills, and yes, practice the transformation of your sexual energy. There is something for you at powerandmastery.com. Yes. And when we talk about what semen retention really is, we teach you how to do all of that in our courses. So let's start with the origins of semen retention. Where does semen retention comes from? <laughs> yes, please tell us. Read it. Well, both the Tantra and Taoist sexuality traditions believe that too much ejaculation can hurt your health, um, physically, emotionally, energetically. And both traditions believe that um, sexual energy really has is, is this incredible source of like power, and then you can cultivate it and transmute it, and then it can bring in more pleasure, more profit, abundance in your life, more love. I mean. It it can heal your body so many ways. So basically, it's taking this really powerful force of your sexual energy, which is being used for creation. Out of this energy, you can make babies. But it's not the only thing you can make. You can use that energy to create anything that you want in your life. So... Both the ancient uh, Chinese, uh, the Taoist, and the ancient Indian of India's, like uh, with Tantra, talked about this. In some uh, yogic tradition, they were also bringing that, concept, that concept. So it is something that has been around uh, from uh, many different traditions and A for long, centuries. Long time. Exactly, this idea has been around. So. Um, I have one of our many books. We have an entire library of books because we like to read. This is Montak Chia's Sexual Reflexology. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to uh, read a little bit from this book because they actually give 
uh, an exact breakdown by age <laughs> of how many times a man should ejaculate. <clears throat> All right, so number one, a healthy male of 20 may ejaculate two times a day. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Lucky you if you're 20 and listening to this show. <laughs> <laughs> a 30-year-old male can ejaculate once a day, but only once every two days if he is not strong. So in each one of these, they're going to say, if you're strong, you can do this. If you're not strong, mm -hmm. right? Uh, three... A brandishing, vigorous 40-year-old man can give off semen once every three days, but if he is lacking power, he may do so only once every four days. Number four, a full-bodied man 50 years old may eject semen once every five days, but only every 10 days if he is lacking strength. A healthy 60-year-old man may ejaculate once every 10 days, but only once every 20 days if he's in poor health. And the last one, number six, a robust 70-year-old man can eject semen once a month, Ooh. but one lacking strength should no longer emit semen at all. Fascinating. So, yeah, I, so I read this, the first time I read this, I was uh, in my 30s, my er very early 30s, like probably just turned 30-ish, 31, somewhere around there. And I remember reading that thinking, what a bunch of nonsense. Because it was telling me, so according to that, what did it say? I would have been, all right, well, it says you can ejaculate once a day. When I was 30, I was like, I can ejaculate as many times as I want. <laughs> so I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily buying that. Mm -hmm. But I can say that as I've gotten older... And, you know, now I am considerably older than that. <laughs> We've already said how old I am on this show, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, 46? Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I, I was going to say mid-40s, but I'm starting to approach the upper 40s. I know. That's I know. Well, crazy. Own it. Own it, Kevin. <laughs> but anyway, as I do get older, I actually do now start to feel the difference, mm. uh, which I didn't when I was younger. I was like, whatever, I can ejaculate as many times as I want. Now that I'm older, I do notice that if I were to ejaculate too frequently, that I do feel more tired. Fascinating. But but for me, it's like I just feel more tired. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, okay, uh, maybe I need to rest a little more, <laughs> drink some more water. <laughs> <laughs> so one way that I tell people to figure out what's good for them, because, yeah, these are guidelines and not everyone abides by them. I always tell them to simply just masturbate every single day without ejaculating. And then basically notice the day that comes when you're like, I must ejaculate because I'm, I know I'm not, I'm not a guy. So I'm really counting on Kevin right now to like give me uh, like the real life examples. Uh, but basically you come to a point where like, I need to ejaculate this time. And maybe it was four days in, maybe it's five days in, maybe it's seven days in or 10 days in. And that's basically giving you that every 10 times that you have sex, you can ejaculate if you waited 10 days before needing to ejaculate. Yeah. And there, well, there's a, there's a bunch of important caveats, which, which <laughs> we'll get to as we go. But, you know, so according to this, it's telling me, all right, so they have a 40-year-old and a 50-year-old. I'm kind of in between there. But so for a 40-year-old man, it's saying once every three days. Okay, for a 50-year-old man, it's saying once every five days. Again, assuming that the person is healthy. So 
I'm healthy. I'm, you know, an mm-hmm. athlete. I'm still constantly moving, climbing, cycling, martial arts, all that kind of stuff. So I would consider myself a healthy 40-something-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, if I were ejaculating once every three days, yeah, I'd be feeling it. Mm-hmm. I would definitely be tired. And the thing is, a lot of guys listening are probably my age, and they're like, they probably do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're probably like, oh, you don't feel any more tired. Mm-hmm. It's probably only because you've been doing it your entire life and you don't even realize that it's making you feel tired. So we'll talk more about that. Uh, but before we keep continuing, I want to talk about the difference between ejaculation and orgasm. If you've been listening to the Love Lab podcast, you know that it's something we talk about a lot, that there are two different things in the body and that you can have one without the other. It's actually really good to learn to have an orgasm without an ejaculation. And that once you have that power, it's so good to be able to choose, to be like, today I want to ejaculate versus today I'm going to keep this energy. And so the ejaculation is controlled both actually by the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, uh, because in the arousal, you get you're into your parasympathetic nervous system. So the more relaxed you are, uh, the more you can have an erection, you're into your arousal. When you shift into the ejaculation, usually it kicks into the sympathetic nervous system where it gets things like moving and ejaculating, like heart races is going faster. I mean, everything in the body is responding a little bit different. Well, in orgasm is purely a cerebral and emotional cortical event and normally coincides with ejaculation, okay, but now that we know it doesn't have to, but that's kind of like the dictionary definition. In in a nutshell, orgasm is controlled by the involuntary or autonomic nervous system, such as the muscle spasms in multiple areas of the body, general emotional sensation experience, and very often like having body movements and sometimes even vocalization. Okay, so now that all that scientific mumbo jumbo is out of the way, (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about what this really means. (laughs) Okay, so one of the things I like is is in the definition of orgasm, they actually did write and normally coincides with. Mm -hmm. There's a very key phrase right there. Mm -hmm. So you have an ejaculation, which is literally where you are emitting semen. You also have this movement, this rush of energy that flows through your body and these contractions of the muscles that are triggered. And just to be clear, the muscles, we're talking about the muscles around the prostate, in the pelvic floor muscles, all of these are kind of like between your balls and that you're feeling, right? Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, these things are designed to work together. The contractions (laughs) actually help pump the semen out. But the release of the semen is separate from the contractions itself mm-hmm. and from the movement of energy that you experience. And so here's the, here's the thing. Here's how I experience the difference between the two. Oh, yeah. I'm so curious. Go for it. <laughs> when you have an ejaculation, there's this huge release of energy that mm-hmm. moves through your whole body. Then there's a release of semen, and then there's the spasms that occur, the the contractions of the muscles that pump that out, and it's all happening all at once. Boom, Mm -hmm. boom, 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 ah, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what we think of as an orgasm. Orgasm. That's what most people call orgasm. But if you have learned to separate these, 
You can have all of that, but without the release of the semen. So you get the energy moving mm-hmm. through you. You get the contractions. You still feel the contractions. You still feel your cock pulsing. Mm-hmm. But there's no release of actual semen. Now, I will say this. The amount of energy that you feel moving through your body may not be the same intensity as what you're used to during an ejaculation. But it could be. It could be. It all depends how how good you are at allowing that flow of energy while still holding back the ejaculation itself. So once you've done this a lot and you've gotten good at it, you can learn to really let the energy flow while holding back the ejaculation. The problem that a lot of guys have in the beginning when they start is if they really allow that energy to move, like really move, it triggers the ejaculation. So they have to shut down the energy movement at the same time. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're going to ejaculate. So the beauty, and we'll talk about this under benefits more later, but the beauty is... One, of course, you can last as long as you want, so you can keep making love for as long as you want, but you get to have a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, if an if a, if a intense ejaculation as far as orgasm rates on a scale of, say, 10, you know, maybe, maybe they're somewhere between 6 and 8 on the non-ejaculatory, but you just keep having them. Mm-hmm. And they do tend to build a little similar to a female orgasm. As you have more of them, they tend to build in intensity. Um, it kind of it, it will kind of do that too. Um, so it's, it's just a, a super cool experience. And then you get to choose whether or not at the end you want to end in a giant explosion or not. That was a fantastic description there, Kevin, because it is the biggest question that every client comes to and always asks. And having the experience, having this in your body, you can really describe it. And I think it gave a good understanding to our listeners. So one of the points that we really want to bring to you that it is okay to not ejaculate every time you have sex. And that's probably the biggest hurdle that you're going to come up with or against. It's to bypass your addiction to your ejaculation and to be okay with having having sex that doesn't end in ejaculation because you've trained yourself to go from a point A to point B with a certain result your entire life and then you're starting to do something different you're like oh it doesn't feel the same so therefore it's not as good and as Kevin mentioned earlier the subtleties and the higher sensations tend to come later once you start to have a little bit more mastery with moving the energy, understanding your body. So don't be so disappointed when you start and you're like, well, it's not quite the same. So therefore, I'm going to revert back to the old self. When do we get to talk about the benefits? Because I know it's further down, but I'm saying that simply because... There are some really good reasons why you would want to make love mm-hmm. and not ejaculate. I think now is a perfect time to talk about our benefits. Okay, first one on the list. Every guy I know says he doesn't get enough blowjobs. <laughs> but you. <laughs> but me. <laughs> well, I can always do with a few more, but, <laughs> but I'm very blessed. <laughs> but pretty much every guy says he would love to have more blowjobs, right? Here's one, and there, there can be lots of reasons, but, but here's one, and you can talk more about this as a woman. Here's one reason why men don't get more blowjobs. 
because most men think every blowjob has to end in ejaculating in her mouth. And you know what? She's not really always in the mood for that. Mm -hmm. Or just have to ejaculate every single time. And sometimes you just want to suck dick and be like, this is a three minutes little joyful thing that you're doing and then moving on. And if you have to clean up the mess, if it's not something you wanted to swallow, I mean, it's just takes time. Or if you didn't want to do more than three minutes or whatever it is. Exactly. It's like, and so if you want more blowjobs, make it front for her and make it that she doesn't have to finish you. Exactly. Ugh. Uh, how many times if we had a, a penny for every time we've heard a guy say, you got me started, now you got to finish me, you know, mm-hmm. it's like that is old archaic thinking. And that's really because they haven't mastered moving the energy, feeling that through their whole body. So here's one of the things that I love about not ejaculating, whether it's from sex or from a blowjob. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start with using the example of a blowjob. So, like, you know, let's say it's the middle of the day mm-hmm. and you're like, Hey, how about a quick little blowjob? <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, it's three minutes, five minutes, seven minutes, whatever, however long it is. It really gets my energy moving mm-hmm. and flowing. And so, you know, that stereotype of like, oh, man, they just want to pound real quick, ejaculate, and then roll over and go to sleep. Well, where does that stereotype come from? It's because they ejaculated and now they feel tired. Mm-hmm. And so now they just want to close their eyes and nap because they just released all that energy. Mm-hmm. One of the beautiful things about, you know, the midday blowjob is like five minutes of that. And I'm like, my energy's moving. I'm like, yeah, all right, uh, let's get mm-hmm. on with the rest of this day. And that is one of the benefits of semen retention. You have an increased vitality, increased clarity, like of mind, like how you think. Um, for a lot of men, it gives them a boost in their confidence because, again, it's about having the ability to choose when or if you want to ejaculate. And it gives you this sense of like being a powerful man. Um, I do want to say that I think it will improve your sex life because it changes how you approach sex. And as a woman, not having the pressure to always have to make him come or that sex has to end when he comes and that we can just make love for as long as we feel both that it's like uh, beneficial or feels good. And then we're like, okay, we complete I wanted more. If I felt that you were very needy, that something had to happen for you every single time, I would most likely have less sex with you. You know, and there's this thing too as a guy that, you know, if when we start making love, I already tell myself, you know what, I'm not going to ejaculate today. Mm -hmm. It's actually easier to not ejaculate. So if I go into it thinking, oh, today's the day. (laughs) because i'm focusing on it more because i know that that's the end goal that i want to get to Uh it's actually harder to hold back Mm -hmm. so one of the good things about practicing semen retention is if you know going into a lovemaking session that you're not going to ejaculate then it's actually easier for you to hold it back which means you can make love longer Mm mm-hmm And we have talked about this in practically every episode we have done. Mm -hmm. But the stats show most average men ejaculate from either three to five in one study, five to seven minutes in another study. The average woman orgasms in 20 to 30 minutes, right? So here's another huge benefit of semen retention or just basically separating your orgasm from your ejaculation, which is that if you can do that... 
you can take your woman to orgasm almost every time. I say almost because sometimes, you know, there's a lot of complex things happening here <laughs> with the woman. And maybe she's got something going on. So it's never, it's not your fault or your responsibility, one, to either give her one or if she doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. But just know that at least you are able to go as long as she needs. Mm-hmm. Another benefit is that it will develop your magnetism. You know, like people will be drawn to you. And we're going to talk more about that as this concept of sexual transmutation. Uh, But that's definitely something. And I think ultimately it's building up your health. It's helping you feel more powerful, stronger in your body, building up good sexual health and, and health in general. Yeah, so when we get to the the semen retention movement, Mm -hmm. which we'll get to a little later, this is one of the big things they believe is that it will make women like magnetically attracted to them. But here's the thing. You know, it's not like you got a bunch of semen (laughs) swimming around in your testicles that somehow have a magical attraction, you know, they're like pulling (laughs) women. No, no, what it is is a vitality. It's vitality. And if you're not drained and tired all the time, you're you're more attractive. Well, and you know what's attractive is a confident man. And mm-hmm. so a man who knows that he has control over his body will show up very differently in relation to a woman than a man who's afraid that he's going to come too soon. That's true. And that's actually another thing that we really work on in the online courses that uh, we have created is teaching them how to have that confidence, how mm-hmm. to show up like, I got this, mm-hmm. I can do this, because that is absolutely attractive to women. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about uh, a little bit more about the semen retention movement and all of this. Uh, but first, we want to invite you into our platinum program. Um, this is for all of you uh, couples that are committed but are stuck in a rut and just going through the daily motions instead of connecting the way you used to. You know, you're kind of tired of that me- like mechanical sex that lacks spontaneity and fun and you just don't want to live a life of average. So if that's you, we'd like to invite you to join us in our ultimate highly sexed power couple relationship synergy platinum program. So if you give us 90 days, we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life. So to find more about our program, go to CelineRemy.com forward slash passion. Okay, so we're talking about all of this semen retention stuff. Mm -hmm. And again, it's a topic that has really been popular lately, which is one of the reasons why we're talking about it, because we get asked about it a Mm -hmm. lot. Um, There are two primary, I guess you could call them movements, sort of. Ideologies. Ideologies (laughs) that are very common right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is NoFap. And the other is the semen retention movement, which we mentioned earlier. So we thought it would be important because we get so many questions about it to uh, tell you what each one is and explain the differences. Mm-hmm. So do you want to start with NoFap? Yeah. So NoFap, uh, generally speaking, describes an extended period of time that a man chooses to go through where he doesn't watch porn, masturbate, or have sex. So he's basically abstaining from any sexual activity of any kind, whether with himself or a partner, um, with the goal in mind to reset his sexual response system and come back to his own internal power. 
Okay, cool. NoFap is basically saying no to all sexual things for 30 days or more. There's like forums where people meet and help each other. Um, and it's to shift that focus. A lot of guy experience, um, like they have trouble with porn and like watching it too much or having trouble with their erection. So that's what leads them to want to try NoFap because they're like, that's going to help them to get back in touch with it's that kind, part of themselves. kind of like quitting cold turkey. You know? Exactly. Well, semen retentions is different because it says yes to everything sexual. It's like, do it, have fun with it, enjoy it, let it inspire you and be in your life, but simply stop from ejaculating uh, every time you masturbate and uh, use that energy to um, fuel it for the creation of your life. Yeah, so let's be clear here. So you didn't, that last bit wasn't about the semen retention movement because that's something Mm. different. What you were comparing and contrasting were... The ideology of NoFap versus what we're talking about when we say semen retention. So when we say semen retention, it's like, yeah, have all the sex you want. Mm -hmm. Masturbate all you want. Just don't ejaculate every single time. Yes. And And I think that's very different. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, specifically with NoFap, they're looking at it from the point of view of primarily somebody who's struggling with porn addiction or sex addiction or something like that. And it's exactly kind of what you read, which is like this reset. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the things they often tell you, um, you know, when you're dealing with any addiction really is to not do that thing that you're addicted to. Well, and, <laughs> and I think we should be careful with the term addiction. We did a whole episode on that and saying mm-hmm. that really it, it's not so much the addiction that it is more a lack of connection. So yeah, well, that's, if you haven't listened to that and want to hear more about that, go to the episode on is porn addiction real? Yes. Yes. So yeah, we're not, we're not really getting into that, but I wanted to make sure that that was clear about sort of what the intention behind the no fat mm-hmm people were. So you had this really fun um, article that you found online to describe really what those things are. So why don't you read what you found? (laughs) So, you know, you and I, we've been familiar with semen retention for a long Mm -hmm. time and have practiced this for decades. decades. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was, you know, NoFap kind of came into my awareness more recently. Mm -hmm. And we did a, we did an episode where we talked about that as Mm -hmm. well. Um, but I had not actually heard of the semen retention movement as this whole separate thing. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I wanted to know what it was and how it was different from NoFap. And actually, if you, type, if you Google search or, or DuckDuckGo search or whatever, <laughs> I prefer DuckDuckGo, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you search for semen retention movement, a lot of what you get is stuff about NoFap. Mm. Um, so, like, for instance, NoFap, there's, like, a website you can go to, and there's, like, a whole sort of formalized thing. I couldn't actually find anything formalized for the semen retention movement. But apparently there is <laughs> there is a subreddit <laughs> <laughs> that apparently is quite the rabbit hole. Uh, where they talk about this stuff a lot. And so what I did find was an article written on a very funny website, actually, called wehuntedthemammoth.com. And they wrote an article called Cause Every Girl Crazy About a Semen-Filled Man, (laughs) Alleged True Tales from the Semen Retention Subreddit. (laughs) (laughs) That's ought to be good. (laughs) Oh, it was pretty damn funny. Um, So I'm going to tell you what they say about the semen retention movement. Because 
even though they're sort of making fun of it, um, they actually did a good job of explaining mm-hmm. what it is. So here it is. The semen retention movement, in case you haven't encountered it before, is sort of a harder core version of NoFap. Its ideology is a mixture of ancient Buddhism, modern, pseudo- modern pseudoscience, and more than a little bit of manosphere nonsense. Whereas NoFappers tend to see themselves as fighters of compulsive masturbation and porn addiction, semen retainers see themselves as spiritual warriors protecting their vital life force from dilution. Not only by masturbation, but also by nocturnal emissions and sex. (laughs) Keeping their sperm bottled up inside, they think, will not only enable them to have more energy and think more clearly, it may also give them literal magical powers, helping to bring about, as one Redditor put it, a magical synchronistic connection between thoughts and reality. Also, they think it will make women really hot for them. (laughs) Okay, so, you know, that was sort of tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, the core of it, I like how they described it as a harder core version of NoFap, simply because the real difference that I see when researching these is that NoFap is like, okay, you need to reset your system. Mm -hmm. You've got some issue that you're working with. Here's a way to to do that. So it's, it's like... You know, when somebody wants to try a diet, like most people don't look at a diet as I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. It's like I'm going to do this for a while to reset. Like keto diets are a perfect example. You're not supposed to do keto forever. Mm -hmm. Keto is a system reset. Mm -hmm. You do it for a period of time. It resets your body. And then you go back to a healthy diet. So that's kind of the way I understand what most of the no-fat people are talking about. Whereas the semen retention movement is like, no, this is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. This is a lifestyle that you do all the time. And they might have spiritual beliefs behind it. They might have scientific reasoning behind it. You know, apparently there can be all kinds of reasons behind it. Um, But that's how the two really differ. So... I want to talk about how not to do semen retention, because now that we've talked so much about this, I think you got to do it for the right reason. If you're going to get into this because you want to be better than other people and like kind of from that, like, I don't know, spiritual bypassing reality that you're really stuck in your ego, but you're pretending to be spiritual, that's not the right reason. If you approach it from a place of curiosity and have a a genuine desire to, yes, become a better person or increase your health or your vitality, that's very different. So get clear with your why and do it for the right reasons. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's kind of the thing about the semen retention movement is, you know, if you listen to what they say, how it gives you more energy and makes you more charged, those are all benefits that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. So we're not necessarily disagreeing with them. But where I have a problem is when it becomes dogmatic, Mm -hmm. when it's because Buddha said or because this or because Mm -hmm. I'm more spiritually enlightened or because I'm going to be a superhuman. Mm -hmm. That's that's where I draw the line. So what you want to do is that you uh, you don't want to be like masturbating to porn and not connecting with your body and then holding it back and then ending up with blue balls. Because really, if you're doing semen retention practices, it's to you need to move your sexual energy. If you do not move it and simply hold back your ejaculation or use the million dollar point, the point on the perineum to block your ejaculate from coming out in the uh, vast deference, you are not doing your body 
somebody a favor. So that's not what you use. And remember, we did an episode where we talked about are blue balls real? Mm-hmm. And no, they are not. Mm-hmm. And go listen to that episode if mm-hmm. you want to hear why we say it isn't real. If you're not paying attention to your breath, and because the breath is super important here when you're doing semen retention, again, because it helps with moving the sexual energy. So these are always, you can't just masturbate the way you did before and just do semen retention. You have to change your mindset. You have to change your habits and how you approach it. And then I think that's something very important to bring when you do semen retention. You don't have to always not ejaculate. You You choose. Sometimes you will and sometimes you won't because it is good to ejaculate. You're not going to demonize it that this thing you're never going to ever do again. Your body still needs to ejaculate every now and then if you are healthy. Or just wants to. (laughs) And wants to, exactly. So give it permission. It clears the pipes, you know. Just don't be totally addicted to it every single time. Yeah, you know, uh, this is a personal story, but I know somebody who was very involved in the Tantra world for many years, and he's older now. I'm not really sure how old he is, but he's... He's a silver hair, and uh, he actually had some prostate issues. And one day I was having a conversation with him, and he looked at me because he knows that I did some tantra stuff too. And he's like, you know, I'm really beginning to think this whole no ejaculating uh, tantra thing isn't so good for the prostate. Mm-hmm. So if you don't ejaculate, it's important to massage your prostate manually to stimulate it and sometimes to do some milking. That's why we're saying semen retention doesn't mean you won't ejaculate ever again. It simply means you choose. You do more non-ejaculation orgasms than ejaculatory orgasms. I want to bring one last concept as we're coming close to the end of this episode, which is the uh, sexual energy transmutation with Napoleon Hill, who wrote the Think and Grow Rich. And this is so important. And and um, he dedicated a whole chapter to it. Chapter 11 of Think and Grow Rich is about sexual transmutation. And he... Um, He doesn't explicitly say not to ejaculate during sex, but he does talk about building your sexual energy and using it with the intention uh, for mostly like financial success, right? And he says that the most financially successful and socially impactful men of our time have figured out how to master this energy. The reason I'm bringing sexual transmutation into the discussion today is that it's oftentimes misunderstood. A lot of people are thinking sexual transmutation means I'm above sex, I don't need sex, I'm not using it and I'm just channeling this energy. What that truly means is that you can still have sex. Actually, you need to have sex. It's part of like being a sexual being and to feel good. However, you need to learn to channel this energy and not just use it and waste it on useless things. But once you start to use this energy and move it into your entire body and feed yourself, your organs and just your heart, open up your heart. And there's something really magical or different that happens in the body. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and that's, we, we kind of hinted at it in the benefits, but yeah, that idea that you can really harness and utilize that energy and feel it flowing through you, you feel like super powerful, mm-hmm. right? And then you can take that out and use it in other ways in the world. So we talked about what it is and the different movements and why you would want to do it and all that. The only thing we haven't really talked about is how to do it. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, ultimately, you're simply going to have to, uh, well, you can go to our course of sexual mastery and learn how to do that. Or you can start on your own with masturbating and choosing not to ejaculate, going high and low on your arousal scale, bringing yourself up and down and then stopping without having an ejaculation. And that's the first step. That is absolutely the first step. And you know, our uh, Master Your Ejaculation program teaches you this exactly step by step how to do it. I mean, you can find some resources on the internet too if you if you really want to, but you got to start somewhere, mm-hmm. and that's the first place to start. And then I also want to bring in that it's important for every woman, if there's any woman who listened to this show today, or if you have a partner that she's on board, because women will. Um, sometimes will link their self-worth with their ability to make you ejaculate. And so if you are in a partnership, it's very important to have a conversation with her to let her know that you're practicing semen retention, moving the energy, and that it doesn't mean that you're not satisfied sexually. And that's also asking for her support in not just pulling the energy and drawing it out of you. Yeah, you know, this is this is one of those uh, sort of self-fulfilling downward spirals, right? So these... Some women, and this really is true, some women do tie their self-worth into their ability to make a man ejaculate. Mm -hmm. It makes them feel powerful. They have control over Mm -hmm. the situation. Like, look how good they are. The problem is you're training him to be an early ejaculator, which means then you're not going to be satisfied, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like you think you're doing something good for yourself, but what you get back in return is dissatisfaction because of what you did, basically. Mm So. Yeah, it's not not a good cycle to be in. So it's really important, as you said, that she's on board. Mm -hmm. And trust me, ladies, if you're listening, if you can support your man in this and help him develop this ability, you are going to get more orgasms in return than you could ever count. So what are you doing still listening? Go now, masturbate and start learning how to not ejaculate every single time or go to sexual mastery, powerandmastery.com, and uh, you will guide you how to do it. Absolutely. All right, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>